Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, all those places where we have our stuff on the internet. Thank you. Satisfaction. Lots of shit to talk about today. Not really. Uh, We're talking about episode 84 of the dub. Uh, Goku, the talent scout, recruit Krillin in Android 18. Literally, I feel like we just recapped it with me having read the title. Uh, not the case, though, so we'll do a quick recap on that. There was some interesting scenes in this episode. I've been doing a lot more notes on my phone, and I think it's probably the best way to do it and a hell of a lot easier for me to get on the Patreon page for uh, people who look at show notes each week. So this will be, uh, or <laughs> let me rephrase, we'll start to look at look at show notes each week. So episode 84 notes here. Uh, we'll look take a look at that. We also had some Broly shit. Surprise to talk about. Um, synopsis came out almost a full week ago. So most of you have probably read it. There's nothing in there that's too groundbreaking. Uh, but I'll at least break it down and give you my thoughts on it. So um, before we get into recap stuff, let's talk about general housekeeping items real quick. Um, in case you didn't hear. November 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, Rhode Island Comic Con. Dragon Ball Super Dope will be there. Don't know. We're going to be doing a panel. Uh, I don't know which day or time or what room it'll be in yet. Hopefully that Rhode Island Comic Con will have that stuff over to us this week. They've obviously got a billion and one things to have to schedule. So waiting for news on that. So stay tuned on the uh, Comic Con panel if you are going to be there uh, hanging out with us in Rhode Island. Uh, Also, if you are in Rhode Island, November 5th at a skew in Providence. We are doing another live podcast um, after the Bardock Father of Goku special and Fusion Reborn screenings at your local theaters. So if you're in the Providence area and you missed out on our last live podcast at a skew, make sure that you look up information for that event on our Facebook, Dragon Ball Super Dope. And uh, again, November 5th, that's a Monday night. I think we're going to start around 10 o'clock because double feature. So, uh, those two you already knew. Also, I'll be at Game On in Warwick next Monday, the 29th, I think, with my buddy Brian Sleeper. Um, Game On is one of the few places in the country, like I think it's less than 30 places or something like that, that play the official uh, Dragon Ball Z card game that's popular right now. So there is a strong faction of uh, Dragon Ball Z fans down at Game On that I'm going to go hang out with and do a live podcast with. It's going to be a lot of fun. So three live podcasts in a stretch of seven days or so. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, Lord, give me strength, uh, whatever the fuck I'm trying to say. Uh, Hope to see you at some of those live events. It's going to be a lot of fun. And again, if you have any questions on the events or if you want more information, go check out the Facebook page, Dragon Ball Super Dope. You could also check out DragonBallSuperDope.com. Maybe I'll be a little bit more proactive than normal and make a page with the event information. That'd probably make sense, right? Um, All right. Episode 84. Goku the Talent Scout. Recruit Krillin. Android 18. So Goku's going to get Krillin. Uh, They just basically decided, all right, cool. We got like four or five people dope. We still need to round this out. Hey, what about Krillin? Yeah, okay. Hey, Krillin's got a strong wife, no? Yeah, let's get her too. 
So Goku goes to get Krillin. Basically, at the end of the episode, he's like, all right, bye, and it takes off. So it picks up right off of that episode, and Gohan is like, hey, asshole, where are you going? And, and flies quickly to join up with Goku to go pick up Krillin. Um, Krillin, on the other hand, uh, he could not be, I mean, he's he's recently gotten back into his martial arts studies. Okay, cool. Appreciate you, Krillin. But you're still working as a, as a cop during the day. So the focus isn't 100% there like, say, a Goku or Vegeta, who I, I get that Vegeta like doesn't have to worry about money. But I don't know. Goku still finds time to train while he's farming and shit. So I think Krillin takes his training a little bit more seriously when he's not doing cop stuff. But he's off doing cop stuff today. Whooping some criminal ass, throwing people in handcuffs, rescuing kitties from trees, crossing little kids across the street, giving old ladies directions. Pulling assholes over on his fucking cop bike, cop motorbike. And uh, Goku and Gohan come upon him in the midst of this crazy day. And he's like, hey, man. Krillin, what's up, buddy? You having a busy day? And then it flashes to them back at Krillin's house. And Krillin's like, all right, let me get this straight. And he recites the rules to the Tournament of Power. Not really sure that he wants to do it. He's like, hey, man, you know, some crazy universal tournament. I uh, just kind of got back in the train, and I'm not sure I'm your best bet for this, but thanks. Android 18 ain't having that shit. It's like, hey, you just spent mad money on this fucking home gym, and uh, you don't really use it at all, so if you're going to justify spending this kind of money, you better go join this tournament. You got to find a cheaper way to train Charlie Brown. That's a Goku's who's like, hey, man, it would actually, 18, uh, thank you for convincing your husband to fight, but also, if, if you want to fight, that'd be really cool. 18's like, nah, I don't work for free, man. So that's when the first lie uh, happens from Goku and Co. Where they know they can't let the people learn about the uh, the outcome of the Tournament of Power, but they got to entice them to compete somehow. Each person wins 10 million zenny from their respective universe when they win. So you get 10 million bucks, 18, and she loves that shit. Um, so Krillin and 18 are in, and Goku's really happy to have this happen. One person who's not really sold on this bullshit, though, it's Gohan. He's like, mm, I guess you can join Krillin, but I we gotta go. We gotta go do something. Come on. He's like, what? Where, where, where are we going? I'm gonna have to test you. You're gonna have to pass the written test and then the practical test in order to join the Universal Survival Arc team. We ain't fucking around with little kids. We can't bring their weight. Goten and Trunks ain't coming, Krillin. So we ain't trying to bring along a third little kid if we don't have to. So they go off to some remote cliffs, mountains, blah, blah, blah. Krillin's like, oh, I get it. You're going to try to ring me out. Gohan's like, yes. Yes, I am. I'm going to ring the shit out of you. Krillin's like, not so fast. Taioken. Except he doesn't yell Taioken. He yells solar flare for you English kids. Times, I thought it was going to be a billion. Taioken times a billion is fun. So it was like ty Super Tile Ken times 100 or some shit. So Super Solar Flare times 100. He uh, he blinds Gohan, gets a couple shots in. Gohan can't see shit, and he basically trips Gohan out of the arena. So as Krillin gets an easy win, knocking Gohan out of the arena, or mountain, or plateau thing, or whatever the fuck they're on, Goku's like, hey, my dick was getting a little hard for a fight. You wanna? We're going to fight now. We Now you fight me. And then long story short is they fight. And uh, Goku and Krillin have a cool moment with the Kamehameha going at one another. And uh, it's a big beam struggle until 18 gets in the middle and kicks it out. And she's like, not nah, not in my house. You're not going to kill my husband today. He's got to pay the bills. He's a cop. 
Can't be dying at your fucking hand, Goku. No way, Jose. This guy's died too many times. He does not have the benefit time to fucking cover for a, a you know a, a leave of absence at his fucking cop job, Goku. Not today. So, 18 then suggests because the Tournament of Power is a battle royale. Uh, it's not a typical one-on-one tournament like we've seen to this point in Dragon Ball. Maybe it makes sense for Krillin to exercise, uh, or for Krillin and 18 to work against Goku together in order to exercise their uh, teamwork ability. Sounds like a great idea. Right up until the time where Goku's like, eh, nah, never mind. We got to get ready for the Tournament of Power. Let's go. Let's go find Android 17. He's been taking care of animals. Let's go find him. He's bound to be really strong if he's been taking care of animals. Duh. So that's 84 for today. Um, I did do a really um, quick synopsis here. I'm not going to lie, guys. These are episodes we've already seen. Leading up to things that we already know how they round out. So it's a little difficult for me to get amped up for uh, these dub episodes. Um, that being said, first American version of Boogie Back for this week. Boogie Back, motherfucker say Boogie Back. So that's cool. Um, pretty much it. What else? Real quick. Um, so another longer plot synopsis came out for the Brooklyn movie about a week ago. So it's a little bit old at this point. I didn't want to do an extra episode last week uh, just for the sake of this plot synopsis, mainly because it's a lot of stuff that we already know, but there's a couple of additional details strewn in there. So um, with that being said, let me read this to you guys. Uh, It has been 41 years since the king of planet Vegeta had a son who would become famous as the Saiyan Prince Vegeta in the not-so-distant future, and the king was proud of his son's latent ability as the strongest warrior. Around the same time, his loyal military right-hand man, Paragus, also had the pleasure of receiving a new life, Broly, who showed an even bigger potential than Vegeta. However, the jealous king Vegeta relegated the baby Broly to a dark and distant planet in a small space pod, Paragus and about Vanger betrayed King Vegeta to go after his dear son and discovered him on a stormy planet. Suddenly, they found themselves without a way back home thanks to their ship being destroyed from the landing impact, leaving them hopelessly stranded and abandoned for decades. Meanwhile, six Dragon Balls are stolen from Bulma's lab by the resurrected Frieza in a drive to realize his ambitions. So Frieza just stops by and swipes six Dragon Balls from Bulma's house because... That's where the Dragon Balls live now, is Bulma's house. Uh, his forces simultaneously discover Paragus and Broly in the outskirts of the galaxy, recruiting them to strengthen their battalion. Surprised by Broly's highly trained battle power, Frieza waves Paragus's bloody shirt and heads towards the Earth, where the Dragon Balls are detected. Goku and Vegeta, hurrying to the Frozen Land to recover the lost Dragon Balls, face off against their permanent rival, Frieza, and the formidable Broly. However, their fated battle is only beginning once they're faced with Broly's overwhelming power, which gradually evolves during battle. Goku and Vegeta find themselves forced to act on the defensive. And that is the synopsis. So a couple of things I'm taking away from here. Um, a lot of this has to do with the the understandably motivating factor for Paragus and Broly wanting to get revenge on uh, Vegeta. Sort of like a sins of the father kind of thing. Uh, King Vegeta exiled Broly. Paragus didn't like it. King Vegeta's not around because Frieza fucked him up. So take it out on his kid. Um, the other thing that I thought was weird, and I'm not really sure what it means, 
as the line that starts the third paragraph. Surprised by Broly's highly trained battle power, Frieza waves Paragus's bloody shirt. Waves Paragus's bloody shirt. What the hell does that mean? Does that... I I don't know. I don't really know what that means. I don't think that it means that Frieza kills Paragus. I don't think that's what that means, but I guess we'll see uh, how Paragus does. I imagine he'll meet his, his, his end at some point during this movie, so curious as to uh, when that will happen. Um, hopefully it's cool, but um, what's the other thing? However, oh yeah, the Goku and Vegeta hurrying off to the Frozen Land to recover the lost Dragon Balls face off against their permanent rival Frieza and formidable Broly. Permanent rival Frieza. I mean, yeah, permanent in the sense that he's been around since fucking 1990, right? Um, is it? permanent in the sense that you're they're telling us he's going to stick around he's not going to die in this movie or seemingly permanent until we get to the end of this movie where frieza dies like i i don't know i don't know um so that plot synopsis came out about a week ago so i figured it was worth mentioning although i'm sure most of you have already read it by this point um 41 years uh the other thing that came out character designs for Lil' Kid Goku, Lil' Kid Broly, and Lil' Kid Vegeta. And they are both mean and adorable. Those came out, uh, I want to say yesterday or the day before from Shonen Jump. And, uh, I mean, while they do look cool, and Broly's got the little fattest cheeks, it's adorable. Um, while they do look very cool, I guess my biggest gripe is the retcon to um, basically the timing of, of Goku's departure from Planet Vegeta to head toward Earth. Um, and I realized Minus already did this with the manga a couple years ago, so this shouldn't come as a shock that Toriyama writing a movie, um, at least where the beginning of it is going to revolve heavily around Planet Vegeta. doesn't shock me that he's retconned this to this point, but I don't like the idea of Goku being seemingly a few years old, able enough or cognizant enough to register who his parents are, have some kind of feelings of loss when they send him off in that space pod. He's wearing battle armor and shit. Like, I envision Goku being born... Very similar to, to Superman. I mean, obviously, the Goku origin story is a ripoff of fucking Superman's story. Um, the world is in shambles. It's about to be destroyed. And a little baby, in either case, Goku or fucking Superman, they get sent off, swaddled up in, in the clothes that they were born in or the blankets that they were first wrapped up in after being born. I shouldn't say babies typically aren't born with clothes on. So, um, so to have him now be a few years older, I... I all I can say is that I hope that there's a good reason that they're doing it. Um, from what I see, it doesn't. From what it looks like, it doesn't. It doesn't look like there is a good reason why they're doing it. It looks like they're doing it just to do it. Um, you could have Goku's origin story stay fully intact, leaving Planet Vegeta as a freshly born Saiyan baby, and still tie Broly and Vegeta in together very heavily. You could totally do that, um, but. I don't know. I just feel like the Goku story isn't going to play so much into the Broly story, which is both a gift, you know, in the sense that we don't have to have Broly's motivation be spurned on by the fact that Goku cried like a little fucking baby like babies do. Uh, it's a relief that we don't have to go through that shitty story again, but it's kind of at the expense of rewriting the beginning of Goku's story. So I'm kind of, I don't know, man, I'm giveth and it taketh away. Um, 
I mean, I guess hypothetically, you know, theoretically, however you want to say it, Goku still goes to Earth as a three-year-old and bangs his head and becomes docile and passive and sweet and blah, blah, blah. But three-year-old angry Goku getting found by a Gohan, Grandpa Gohan in a crashed space pod, uh, that toddler jumps out of that space pod and rips Grandpa Gohan limb from limb. Um, a baby Goku? Not so much, probably. So... That's really my my biggest gripe there. Um, and I think considering how much it bothers me, I did a pretty good job not complaining all that much and put some understandable thought and reasoning behind uh, my argument. So fuck you, Internet. Um, anything else today? Not really. Uh, I realize this is a short episode tonight. Um, I'm pretty much going to do it for Super Dub 84 and this new Broly synopsis news. Uh, a little bit of a quick episode tonight, but we've got a lot of shit going on this week in terms of getting ready for live events, three in seven days. So um, the release schedule for the podcast might be a little wacky for the next week or two. Uh, I just ask you guys to bear with us. Um, uh, we're recording next Monday at game on so that sound will be up tuesday at best and i don't even know if that's realistic so we'll see uh the comic-con panel uh we'll see uh how soon that'll take for us to get that sound turned around probably won't be more than a couple days and then monday the 5th at a skew so in case you missed the top of the episode or you fucking forgot all the things that i'd said uh november 2nd 3rd and 4th we'll be at rhode island comic-con we are hosting a panel and recording a live podcast if you're in Rhode Island, come hang out with us. November 5th, we will be at a skew in Providence, Rhode Island, doing a live podcast in front of an audience uh, after the Bardock and Gogeta screenings. Super dope. And then uh, I'll be doing a live show with my buddy Brian at Game On in Warwick. That's like an invitation-only show. You got to be like super exclusive to get down on that shit. So that's going to be cool. That's next Monday, the 29th. So uh, Game On, Comic-Con askew in that order release schedule schedule release episode release schedule will be a little fucked up for a couple weeks but bear with us if you're on the patreon uh expect your shows to be up hopefully on time you'll have two episodes of the ogdb coming at you and uh also the newest episode of my hero academia we're already like almost halfway through my hero academia which is ridiculous to me um Season four coming up quick, baby. April can't get here soon enough, though. So, yeah, Patreon uh, shows should be unaffected. If you're not on the Patreon, go check it out. Patreon.com slash Dragon Ball Super Dope. Uh, got an extra couple podcasts every week. There's already like, uh, I don't know, 15, 16 podcasts, probably closer to 20 individual podcasts that you can go listen to that are up there right now uh, when you sign up for that $10 tier. So uh, go check it out. Appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Rate, subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube. Reviews help people find the show. Anyway, Superdome.